This is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For 80 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. Starting now. Thank you, Jay, and hello, everyone. I am delighted you're joining me today on the International Gospel Hour, and I'd like to ask you a question. Do you like to win? Do you like to win in any event that you might do? You might carry forth a type of athletic event you enjoy or something, or a thing of skill or technique. You know, we all like to win, but to be honest, folks, we can't, as they say, win them all. I've had my teams that have lost along the way. There are times I have lost, but we do enjoy the feel of victory. Do you feel victorious with your life? Do you feel victorious in Christ Jesus? Let's talk about that today. But before we get started, I'd like to let you know that we are on social media. We'd love for you to follow us, like our page at Facebook, International Gospel Hour. You can also join us on Instagram at International Gospel Hour and follow us on Twitter at Our underscore Gospel. We keep people updated of all that we're doing, of visits we make, and we just might be in your area and we would be honored to meet you. Let us hear from you if we can be of help to you through our website, internationalgospelhour.com. And now, let's talk about the Word of Victory. You know, the past few broadcasts we have discussed the Word, Word. I'm grateful to Dale Jenkins, David Shannon, and a number of others who edited a wonderful study guide called One Word. We are looking forward to using that material and referring to it on broadcast of the International Gospel Hour. We will be sharing on our Facebook page this book and let people know about it. We are grateful and we're honored that the editors trust us enough to use this material. And it's been good to reach out and to use that material this week and to share it with you. Let's talk about the word of victory. In Revelation chapter 12, beginning with verse 10, John is seeing this wonderful vision and he's writing by inspiration And he says, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. That is a loud voice of affirmation that you love to hear. In other words, the bad guy, if you will, lost but the good guy will always win. Now let's be a little more reverent with that. Christ and God have made it possible for us to win in life through them. And the Satan, old Satan, the devil, is not going to win, folks. He's winning a lot of battles, but he will lose the war. Verse 11 of Revelation 12 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, And they did not love their lives to the death. Oh, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. 
There's an old hymn that we sing from time to time, Are You Washed in the Blood? What a beautiful thought. Here's the concluding thought of Revelation 12, verses 10 through 12. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea! For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. This old world's been standing for thousands of years, and Satan has had a heyday. But folks, when you look at eternity with God, when this old life ends, Satan's just got a short time on this earth. I love the thought of those that overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. It has been said that as faithful Christians, that faithful Christians overcome so they can come on over when life ends. To which we say, Amen. I ask again, dear friend, do you have a life that is victorious? Listen to such assurance from this text in 1 Corinthians 15, 57 and 58. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Think with me for a moment. Paul is writing to Christians here. He's writing to the church that meets in the city of Corinth. That's the letter of 1 Corinthians. And Paul puts the praise right there on the one to whom they have the victory. It's God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The Corinthians had obeyed the gospel of Christ. We know that from Acts, the 18th chapter, and verse 8. We understand they obeyed the gospel through their faith in Christ, their repentance of sin, confessing Christ as the Son of God, and they were buried with Him in the waters of baptism for the remission of sins, just like they did on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, verse 38. And because of that victory in Christ, He tells them, to be steadfast, to be immovable, and always abound in the work of the Lord. Let's think about those three special words today. Steadfast, immovable, and abounding. You see, when I have victory in Jesus, it does mean that I can overcome the world. And look what all works in my favor. The word steadfast comes from a Greek word that means immovable, settled, or steadfast. In other words, it has one that is settled, permanent, and continuing in the faith. It gives an implication that this person cannot be moved because of their conviction and their victory in Christ. They are settled in. They are permanent. They are going to continue in the faith. They are in so deep, and their roots grow down so deep. They're rooted and grounded in love and in faith, just like we read in Colossians 2, 7, and 8. These individuals are able to press onward. Every saint from the 1st century to the 21st century needs to heed this exhortation, we've got to keep on keeping on. We need to be settled and permanent, continuing in the faith. You see, in the early church, they did that in doctrine. Listen to Acts 2.42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Did you see that? 
they continued steadfastly. In other words, they were settled and settled, or continual continuing, if you will. How about Colossians 2.5? One must be steadfast in their faith. Listen to what Paul said in that wonderful verse, For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the Spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. You see, they held the doctrine which is of Christ, and their faith is growing. It's steadfast. Even their confidence. Listen to Hebrews 3.14. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. My friends, a victory in Christ Jesus, one who is a Christian, is steadfast, is settled, is continuing in the faith, growing in doctrine, growing in faith, growing in confidence, not in themselves, but confidence in Christ Jesus of whom we have the victory. Let's talk about the word immovable. You know, this is a negative word that's used in a positive way, and it builds on steadfast. Colossians 1.23 says, Be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. It's a word that means don't be moved away, be unmovable. It's a negative word, but it's used positively. It builds on steadfast from the standpoint that when you're settled, permanent, and continuing, that you have the conviction you're not going to be moved away from the gospel, that you're able to have that root and you continue to grow and you continue that positive faith in Christ Jesus, embracing the cross, thankful for that empty tomb, and thankful he's on the right hand of the Father and he's on your side. Listen to Ephesians 4.14, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Here's saying we can stand. We're not going to be carried about. We're not going to be tossed to and fro. Now listen to the next word, abounding. Remember always abounding in the work of the Lord? The word abounding means to be abundantly furnished or to abound in a thing. And here it means to abound in the work of the Lord. You see, works are not what a man does to be saved, dear friends. Works are what a saved man does. His works expresses, expresses, if you will, his obedient faith in Jesus Christ. That's James chapter 2. Listen to Ephesians 2 in verse 10 that says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. You see, as his workmanship, we are a manufactured product continuing to be manufactured. I love that definition. I've held to it for years. And you see, when we're steadfast and immovable, we're abounding in the work of the Lord. We're growing. As our faith grows, our work grows. And listen to Colossians 3.17. Whatsoever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Oh, dear friends, let's bring this thought to a close very quickly. Before I do that, hey, call us 1-855-444-6988. We've got a free Bible study awaiting you. Call with your name and address, 1-855-444-6988. 
We'd love to hear from you. Let's grow in our knowledge of the Word of God. Let's grow with that consistent strength that we can remain onward and upward. And if we're not victorious in Christ, then let's pursue that to that end. Because, you see, we have a great high priest that's passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Hebrews 4, verse 14. Let's continue our studies together as we deal with the Word of God. We'd love to hear from you. My friends, thanks for joining me on the International Gospel Hour today. I'm Jeff Archie, and keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com.